Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. 52% of full time workers in this country experience burnout from pressure and stress while at work. This is a survey by the um, the HR Locker from earlier this year, but I'd like to hear people's experience of burnout. If it's something that you've gone through at some stage within your, your work and lifetime, 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us here in the tax line today. Uh, Neve Brady is on the line. Neve, you know all too well about the effects of burnout. Will you tell us your story? Yeah, absolutely. Um, how are things? Um, so I am... Um Really good at burnout, actually. You know, if there was like a burnout pro title, um, I definitely would have got it. Um, yeah. Because unfortunately, I would have experienced it um, at least three times in my career. So first at the age of, what, 22, first job out of college, um, right up until uh, the last time was when I was pregnant with my first child. So at all the different life stages, you know, um, it would have kind of crept in on me. And um, it's definitely something which I'm delighted we're talking about because to your point, it affects more people than you probably guess or you probably think. Yeah, like I couldn't believe that stat, that over oh, half yeah. of full-time workers. Yeah, and I think it's because, you know, when we think of burnout, if you're not experiencing it, you might think it's this um, huge thing that, you know, you're out, work, out of work for like six to nine months and it's, it's a massive thing and it's really obvious, you know, so you think, God, that probably doesn't happen to me or I don't know anyone who's happened to. But it's actually something a lot more subtle and it can uh, really kind of creep into your life without you noticing it. And I think it's only when you ask yourself the question that you might go, oh, actually, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah. Describe it, Neef. Yeah, so it depends on who you are. But for me, um, all of the time, uh, each of the times I experienced it, the first thing that went was my sense of humour. Um, so, you know, the work banter and the work chat, they all dried up pretty quickly um, because I was getting very anxious and very overwhelmed at work. Um, so definitely the sense of sense sense of humour was a big flag and um, along with that then increased anxiety and feeling a bit of depression um, I cried for about three months in 2012 it was the year that I had we had a very rainy summer and I remember it well <laughs> because I was raining myself and um, also I suppose it's this fear of actually taking a day off so I don't know if you've ever felt this but you're so busy you're so busy you've so yeah. much so much to that you just can't take a day off and you're almost hyper hyperproductive and that's a real warning sign because it means that I suppose you're afraid to take a break because what's going to happen when you take a break you probably realise what's been going on and, and take that fall then um, and there's a hundred other symptoms you know it really depends on the person but it's definitely feeling like you just can't face the day Is it something that's diagnosed? Um, so when I had burnout the second time um, I was working with the Global Multinational and they um, had an employee assistance program. I went to counselling and we did diagnose uh, that I was suffering through burnout. Um, so it can be diagnosed if you go to your counsellor or your doctor. Um, but it's usually by, you know, things like other types of things where you rule out other other factors, you know. Um, but the WHO um, identified as uh, chronic workplace stress. So, you know, it's okay to have obviously a very busy day and then another very busy day. And that happens to all of us, isn't it? But if you feel like the busy days are never ending, like there's no end in sight, then it's chronic. And, and that's where, where you could get diagnosed with burnout. Is it always, though, Neve, work-related? Or is it a fact, is it the case that it's, you know, a build-up of maybe, like, you know, the, the work burnout and all that goes with that, but then maybe home life or something going on in the background? Like, does that sort of compound it? 
Oh my God, completely. Well, I think so anyway. Like the best example for me was that second time when I was 26 because I was trying to get ahead in the career, working really long hours, um, you know, trying to please everybody and, and do really well, you know, yourself when you're trying to move up the yeah. ladder. But I'd also bought a house just before the, the recession started. So I was paying huge mortgage, uh, you know, trying to decide between the washing machine and am I going to cook for lunch? That, that kind of stress, you know, um, trying to have a social life. You know, and be everyone's friend and, and you know, get into a relationship. And sure, all of that takes its toll. So, like, if you imagine that your life is, has its own stresses, and it always will. But if you have a huge amount of work stress on top of all that, that just is an awful lot for anyone to bear, isn't it? So, when you, you, when you went, Neve, to, I suppose, your employer at the time, you know, to, to tell them about what you were going through, um, what like what kind of su- support was there for you, or like do you did you f- find or feel from colleagues or friends? Was there a stigma attached in any way? Oh, definitely. So first of all, I didn't tell the first two employers. <laughs> so even the second time when I got counselling, it's through a confidential service. Okay. Um, so that's a big thing, I suppose. There is still a stigma to talk about it, which is why I'm happy uh, to talk about yeah. it. Um, because I think we should. But um, my most recent employer before I went self-employed. Um, they were fantastic and I was very open and honest when I first joined the company saying, look, in the past I've struggled with this so I'm I'm telling you now because I don't want it to happen to me again. Okay. And because I was open from day one when, when it did actually happen to me that time, again, because I was pregnant and again, too much on, they were there, they were just my working hours. But more, more important than that, we just had chat, you know, had the conversations, how you're feeling, what's going on. And it was just that conversation and feeling like you can talk to somebody who's there. And that was really important. But the first few times I went through it, I would have said it was my back, my shoulder. Um, or I would have said it was anxiety, but not burnout. You know what I mean? So I would, yeah. have, I would say, oh, it's not work fault. I'm just anxious. But sure, of course, it's work fault. I had too much to do. You know, I had no time, no time to recover. How does it affect, um, or how did it affect, even your experience, your family life and and relationships and connections with friends? Yeah, so, you know, I think it's hard for me to say because when I was in the bubble, I was in it. I know that I withdrew an awful lot and, you know, the walls come up and, as I said, that sense of humour um, goes. Um, I became very self-focused as well, um, just because I couldn't give a lot to other people. But, um, again, like now, I'm... Um, I suppose now that I'm more aware of it and I'm happy to talk about it, it's fine because I reach out for help and everyone's there. And it's amazing because when you just say, I'm struggling, all of a sudden the friends you thought you couldn't tell or, you know, the parents you thought you couldn't tell is suddenly like, are you all right? Do you want to have a cup of tea? I'm like, oh, okay, that's lovely. Yeah, you just know? an ear to listen. Oh, and, and that's it because with, with burnout and, you know, I'm not a, um, a counsellor, I'm not a therapist, I'm, I'm more on the practical side of the house. But, you know, even just having somebody to talk to and to listen to without judgment is a huge help. And then taking a little bit of time off work to step back and go, what's going on and what needs to change? You know, I mean, that anyone could nearly do that, you know. When it was at its worst, Neef, how mm. debilitating was it? When it was at its worst, I always uh, use the term my productivity paralysis. So I walk into work, I sit down in front of my keyboard and I never forget one day I... Sat down and there was two people sitting on each side of me and I did nothing all day. I just sat there completely overwhelmed, paralyzed, could not do anything. Went home, sat on the couch, did nothing, didn't have the energy to make my dinner. I just felt really, really low, like, you know, really just 
it's too much. Mm-hmm. And I always say it's like a sledgehammer on your chest. So anxiety is one of the, the symptoms. It's like a sledgehammer on your chest and the world is so heavy and you're just going, shmeh. <laughs> really, you know. Um, but, you know, on the plus side, like small changes, like I always say my burnout experience is always a result of a few bad habits that I pick up and I didn't put down. So they just added and added and added and I ended up being in a really bad position. But on the other side of that, I made a few small changes and it's completely different. So like it's not like... changes, um, Yeah, so one of the biggest changes was actually telling people. So um, studies have shown that um, people who are workaholics or who burn out have, you know, tendencies that kind of lead us towards that type of situation. So I suppose being honest with people, I'm this kind of person really helped because now there's more than me keeping an eye on it. But then other things like just getting stricter with taking time off, taking my break, finishing work on time um, and just really looking after my well-being during the yeah. work day. So knowing that there'll always be stuff in life, like there's always going to be stuff in life, but just looking after myself as best as I can during the working day um, made a huge difference. Oshin has got in touch and he's asking, he says, I'm afraid to take a day off and I often work over 12 hours a day, but I love what I do and I don't, yeah, I love what I do, he says, and I don't find it stressful at all, but I do feel tired an awful lot of the time and I'm wondering, does this qualify as burnout? Oh my God, Oshin, I know, but um, I'm like, I know, I know how you feel. So there's a difference between working long hours and um, being a workaholic, right? And this is often a, an issue because working long hours is somebody like that who look, I feel really good, I just work long hours, I enjoy it, I don't think I'm burning out. But your body still needs rest, you know? Like your body still needs to recover, you still need to take time off just to recharge and to give yourself a chance to even think in new ways and to connect dots differently and just, be you outside of work. Mm. And I, I really resonate with that because I love what I do. Like it's gas because what I do now, I find it probably the most difficult to not work 12 hour days because I'm so passionate about it. But all the more reason to take the break so that you can return to it and yeah. give it your best self. Don't be afraid to. I know, I think a lot of us at some point, like you know, all kind of experience that or whether, you know, you're not maybe feeling 100% but you don't feel, you know, totally sick and, you know, you can go in and, and you know, I think at, at some point we've oh, all yeah. probably, it's happened, you know, to a lot of us maybe at some stage. Neve, listen, um, you, you find your ways though, as you mentioned, to kind of to, to deal with it and, and manage it um, best. Now, just finally, like, for people that feel maybe this is something that they're experiencing at the moment, is 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 the doctor, I suppose, the first protocol? Yeah. So for me, I went to I went through my employee assistance program because my company offered it at that time and I got through cancer. Uh, other than that, all through my life, the person I've always told, I suppose, is my GP. Um, and then just, I suppose, for myself, I have a blog on practical work stuff, you know, like work tips and tricks if you want to check that out for like okay. today or yeah. tomorrow. But like for the long term, go to the doctor. Yeah, you know? okay. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, Eve, mind yourself and thanks a million for uh, for joining us here on the programme today, for sharing your experience with us. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That is the email address if you too want to get in touch. Still to come over the next hour today, coupons. Do you end up spending more just to get that uh, that little discount? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.